Good morning. Good morning. Path to Warren podcast. This is Matt Warren. Today is April 20th, 2022, and this is episode 373. It is a gorgeous 49 degree weather on this Wednesday morning. Hope you're having a fantastic day so far. I wanted to share with you some key takeaways from the pressure relief group meeting that I held yesterday for a guy. So this gentleman asked me to to be on his pressure relief group and it was me and ironically it was the other guy, Hal, who is on my PRG out of New York. But this this guy who needed the PRG, he was out of California. And I wanted to share a couple things. So recently he quit his job because of some trauma and some uh, things that happened on the job. And he was working on trying to find a new job. So, so I tell you that because you need to know that he doesn't have an income source right this second. And he's he says that he's got some some debt. He, he owes a local university four thousand dollars, and he owes a uh, a few medical bills of like twenty five hundred dollars or so. And part of his question was, "What should I do about those?" And, and we asked, you know, are there are they sending you letters all the time? And he said, yes. Are, are they bugging you for money? And he's like, yes. So the other guy, Hal, said, well, you could just send them $10. <laughs> just send them $10 a month. And that'll let them check the box that he has paid something. And that'll stop the calls. Possibly stop the calls. What I said was, considering this is your first ever pressure relief group, there, I believe that there were four plans that you got to work out first and make sure that you have enough to pay this this debt. And these plans are in order. There's the, the first plan is the income plan. The second plan is the spending plan. The third plan is the debt repayment plan. And finally, the fourth plan is the savings plan. So it sounds like to me, we're working on trying to make amends and repay in debt you know, we're trying to jump in and do steps seven, eight, and nine by paying this debt to the hospital and the university when we're not so sure. We have steps one, two, three, which are the income plan figured out. Steps four, five, and six, which are self-care, you know, the spending plan. We gotta make sure we have those dialed in and that the spending's not out of control or that we're spending more than we're making. I said, I didn't start paying back my debt. Oh, and he made a point to say that his credit score was like 650 something, I think he said, which is interesting he said that because what he's saying is he would rather keep the credit score high and, you know, and pay these debts to people that are institutions that really don't need the money right now, overpaying and covering his self-care needs making sure he's taken care of personally personally also meaning his children he's got child support that he he owes about three thousand dollars a month right now like i said he doesn't have a job so 
and there's only about 16,000 we found out in prudent reserves. So with $16,000 in prudent reserves, my suggestion was, I don't think you should pay anything to these creditors today uh, until you figure out the income plan and you figure out the spending plan so he had a he had a temporary spending plan for like this month but what was interesting was he didn't show any numbers from like the last three months the last six months he didn't show any data so i really don't know if those where those numbers came from or if they're accurate or not they could just be what he thinks they are or they could be very accurate i, I really don't know but all he showed was kind of like a pro forma for his personal expenses going out the next couple months and his income going out the next couple months what he anticipates that he needs to earn um, so a few follow-up questions would be to find out where those numbers came from and if he has actual data and actual tracking of the numbers of the spending plan that would be very helpful I encouraged him also to write down as homework some 10-year goals. He needs to write down, where do you want to be in 10 years? What What is the plan here? I also encouraged him to draw a, a big square on a piece of paper and write inside that square what he's willing to do for a job, career, you know, or industry. And then on the outside of that square, what is he not willing to do? You know, like for example, he said he was in the financial world, which is ironic. He had an MBA and said he was very knowledgeable about finances, which is interesting that he's in the money program uh, and having all these issues with money. And I, I brought that up. I called that out. Uh, so maybe he doesn't want to do construction maybe he doesn't want to do gardening maybe he doesn't want to walk people's dogs maybe he doesn't want to go into ministry you know all of these things that he doesn't want to do he needs to write down those on the outside of this box on the inside of the box on the, on the inside of the box put job titles put industries put career ideas that you would be willing to work so that you have very clear definition of what jobs are inside of your sandbox and what jobs are outside of the sandbox. Which ones are you willing to work and which ones are you, you absolutely, no matter what, are not going to go after. And he really liked that idea. I, I said, what's interesting is when you combine doing the task of writing down 10 year goals, all of a sudden, you'll subconsciously start to be interested in and accept jobs or, and interviews and submit applications and submit resumes to jobs that are aligned with your 10-year vision. At least it, that's my experience. Also, you'll, you'll subconsciously have already figured out what you want to do and what you don't want to do because you've written it inside this box of what is within my possible job opportunity and what's outside of what I want to work. He really liked that. So 
the other major part of this formula that I said that he needed to work on was which he said he'd been time tracking and he showed me a spreadsheet which I loved the format it was different than my format for time tracking but I shared with him some of my tips for time tracking and, I, and we talked about the idea that if you are driving Uber right now for three hours a day the other five hours of the day to make up a total of eight hours minimum should be working to find the job so it's this idea that if i don't have a job my job is to find a job and it, it, i gave the analogy and the example of when my dad gave me the tip when i had my pine straw business if you only have enough work for four hours of the day the other four hours of the day you need to have flyers and marketing material in your truck so that you can spend the rest of the, of the afternoon putting out flyers and mailboxes to drum up more business if you've got work for four hours the other four hours need to be trying to get more work so i hope you found this podcast beneficial I'll keep you posted he did say in the last few minutes he said hey matt will you be my sponsor <laughs> And I said, absolutely. I said, let's work on this together. I said, let's give it 30 days. Uh, at the end of 30 days, let's talk about it. And if it if it's something that is not going to work out, we can go our separate ways. No hard feelings. But if at the end of 30 days, if you want to continue to have me as your sponsor, that'd be great. So hope you have a great day. Remember, as Mama always says, make your contribution. Have a great day.